Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest in our series of financial well-being podcasts. My name's David Lloyd. I'm a uh, writer, occasional actor, broadcaster, all-round good bod. That's what everybody tells me. I'm here in the luxurious, well-appointed suburban home of Chris Budd. Chris, tell us a bit about yourself. Good afternoon. Um, I am a polymath. Is that the right word? Uh, I'm not sure what it means. That probably proves I'm You're not a parrot. A parrot who's good at sums. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing succeeds like a toothless parrot. Uh, I uh, write books, uh, not just a financial well-being book, but novels, which you very kindly put a quote on for the first one, didn't I you? I Apart from the financial well-being book and writing novels and stuff, I run Ovation Finance, a financial planning practice, um, and lots of other things at the moment, lots of exciting things going on as a result of the financial well-being book. Brilliant. So what are we going to talk about today? Well, today we've got an interview with a really interesting guy called Jeff Prestridge. Jeff is the, I would suggest, one of the two foremost personal finance journalists in the UK, the other one being BBC's Paul Lewis. Um, and Jeff talked to us about financial well-being. He's read the book. I had a chat with Jeff a couple of weeks ago, so we're going to hear some of that interview. And then perhaps you and I have a chat about some of the points that he makes. Yeah, I look forward to listening to it. Uh, just before we do, though, uh, in a recent podcast, we talked about success. What does success mean to you? Uh, we had quite a few tweets in. We've had another one, actually, from our old friend Paula White. That's at Paula White uh, and underscore UK. And she sent us a short blog from at Bernadette Jiwa, J-I-W-A, entitled Quiet Success. I won't do the whole thing, but you go online or go on Twitter and find it yourself. But I'll read the last paragraph because it is lovely. Success doesn't have to manifest in the form of million dollar launches, grander titles, the most followers or in the business class lounge. Loudest doesn't always win. In fact, some of the most successful people you know whisper. That's lovely, isn't it? I've always said to my wife, when we drove around, we used to live in Surrey, and I would always say the biggest houses are the ones you can't see. Mm. Should we listen to this interview? Good idea. So let me just introduce uh, a quick bio of Jeff. Um, Jeff Prestridge is a real legend in the personal finance industry. He's been a, a journalist in the area of personal finance for over 25 years, first with the Sunday Telegraph, and then as the editor with the Mail on Sunday for the last 22 years. He's been hugely influential, both with the public and within the industry. Um, he's a real people's champion. Uh, he really believes in helping the little guy and, 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 and standing up for the little guy. And he's also been a really strong advocate for professional financial planning and advice over those years. So he's a guy that is, there's nobody better place, I would suggest, for talking about money and finance and what money means. We had a very personal discussion, much more than I expected it to be, actually. He's clearly a very thoughtful guy. So let's have a listen to my chat with Jeff Prestridge. So, Jeff, thank you very much indeed for coming on to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, we, uh, in these podcasts, we're trying to look at money and happiness and um, see how the two can combine. You've been a financial journalist for 25 years or so. Now, what have been your experiences in this area? You know, it's a subject which I, I don't think many financial journalists touch upon. And I think almost it's to our, our discredit, really. Um, you know, we, we tend to look at personal finance in very kind of black and white eyes. And I think well-being is a factor that, that we, the, the personal finance uh, journalist community don't really embrace as much as we should. And I think the only times that I ever really see it factored into the kind of personal finance equation is when I speak to financial planners and independent financial advisors. 
And, and that's when I sit back and consider it within the kind of whole personal finance spectrum. So I think it's really an area that doesn't get the coverage that it deserves. And, and your book is, is very much enlightening in terms of looking at its integral role within the, the personal finance spectrum. That's very kind. Thank you. Uh, I, I know you're a passionate supporter of financial education. So do you think, therefore, this is something that needs to be worked on? I do. I, yeah, I really do think personal finance sometimes, you know, is very kind of matter of fact. As I've said, it's very black and white. We forget sometimes the personal in personal finance and, you know, financial well-being is a kind of integral factor in that, that we all have different objectives. Um, you know, it's not just about accumulating wealth. It's not just about buying, you know, the investment funds that are going to make us as much money as possible. It's about trying to identify our wishes, our financial wishes, our financial objectives, how we want to live our lives and, and be financially comfortable in enabling us to do things that we want to do with our lives. I really do think what, you know, financial well-being should be a factor that is embraced within the personal finance educational spectrum. Um, and it should really be embraced right across the board. And, you know, financial planners in the past, Chris, have, have probably had quite a hostile financial press. But, you know, as I've said, it is only in that space that I've seen it really considered. I and mean, some of the anecdotes in your book really do bring it to home. Just... Um Going back to one thing that you mentioned about the black and white approach of personal finance uh, in the press, many of our podcast listeners and, and readers of the book will be people who can't afford or don't want to employ a financial planner. What sort of information are they getting? What do you mean by black and white? Well, I, 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 don't, I don't really think that personal finance journalism takes or you know considers financial well-being as a, as a, as a factor that should be Consider, you know, a lot of personal finance journalism is is championing the cause of the consumer. It's often trying to right wrongs that have um, been perpetrated in the personal finance space. Probably, Chris, it's not a sexy enough subject for people like me to consider on an ongoing basis. And, you know, I, I put my hands up in the air and admit that maybe it's a failing. It's a failing. Right, that's my challenge then, Jeff. I've got a new challenge. Put sexy into financial well-being. Yes. Well, <laughs> I'll give it a go in the future. And having read your book, Chris, the book is refreshing because to me it's, it, it's almost a version of social capitalism, you know, capitalism with a heart. You know, it, it, it's not about the rabid pursuit of wealth. It's about identifying what you want out of life and trying to get to a space where you know what you want, you know what your aspirations are, and then trying to get to a state of financial well-being while having enjoyed well-being in other aspects of your life. And that's what I think 
that it's very important that we have a thriving, independent financial advice community, a, a thriving financial planning community that can help people address what they want and how they can meet their, their aspirations. I'm a big believer in cash flow forecasting. You know, there are some wonderful companies out there, wonderful software such as that available from Prestwood that, you know, enables people to look at how their finances will extend beyond retirement and, and beyond the grave. You're talking about the financial well-being. Well, you're talking about beautifully, Jeff. Thank you, because that know thyself approach is what the, the book is underpinned by, and um, we even have some very simplistic cash flow forecasting stuff to download for the website. So um, that's a, a great plug. Thank you very much. Can I ask um, a couple of a couple of last of questions? What do you view as success? Financial success. Just generally in life. Well, I mean, I think success. It's about happiness, isn't it? It's, it's, it's being content with your lot. You know, I might work for a, a newspaper that is more right than left in its political leanings, but I'm certainly not somebody who believes the pursuit of wealth is an all-consuming objective. Of course, I want to be financially strong, that's a big thing. You know, I want to ensure that, you know, my family will be looked after if I was to die. I'm separated, by the way. I must um, disclose that. So, you know, I want to do things that I want to do in life, Chris. That means going to, to watch sport. It means going to the theatre, the cinema, to listen to, to live jazz. They are the things that are that, that that I that I want to do, provided I've got sufficient money to do things like that. Then I, I'm a contented bunny. One of the things that we ask on Twitter quite a lot, and it's really interesting to get people's uh, sp very specific things, is is things that you spend your money on that increase your well-being. I like the live jazz one. Where else do you spend uh, that spend money to increase your well-being for you personally? Um, I, well, I, I do give money to charity, Chris. I, you know, I love to support other people who do mad physical things. You know, in my in my life, you know, I've done ten marathons in ten days. I've run a hundred miles in the Himalayas, and you know, so so I'd love to support people who do mad things that are beyond the norm. You know, I I, I love to keep fit. I'm a big believer in financial fitness. I'm also somebody who believes in physical fitness because, you know, if you're physically fit, then you're probably mentally stronger to survive the things that get thrown at you every single day of your of, of your life. I think I live quite a simple life. I'm I'm not somebody who wants to own more than one home. I love my holidays. You know, I love to walk in the mountains. So, you know, I'm probably slightly at odds with the career that I pursue, which is one about writing on money issues. You know, there's much more to Jeff Prestridge than being a, a money journalist. However much I love that career, and I wouldn't exchange it for anything else in the life. Sounds like you've worked out what makes you happy. Well, I don't think I've got it totally right chris i wouldn't be separated if i was 
I'd got everything right in my life. I mean, I'm certainly a, a far more complete individual than I was 20 years ago. But you, you know, you you learn. You and, and, and often you you learn through making some very bad mistakes. But well-being is integral to my DNA. You know, I want to be happy. I want to be able to wake up in the morning and look forward to the day and and i still do that and, and i probably do it now you know even though i'm moving towards my more senior years i get up and, and i want to embrace life life is is very short and you know we we should cherish every single moment on this earth now hopefully direct our finances towards increasing it as well increasing that well-being jeff i really appreciate you taking the time to have a chat with us well it's been um, a delight to, to speak to you chris and, and and honestly i i think your book is is really uh, a re- refreshing publication i mean so much of, of of money writing um is impenetrable you know so much of it is written in in language that you know nobody or very few people can understand and you know what i like about your book is there's a lightness of touch without it doing anything other than addressing the key issues that really should formulate our personal finance thinking well coming from someone with as much writing experience as you jeff i take that as a huge compliment thank you very much and uh, i really appreciate you joining us today all right thank you very much for your time many thanks well, Chris, what a fascinating interview. It was a nice chat. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really was. I, I, as you said in the introduction, very revealing. Tells us a bit about himself. But for me, it summed up everything that we've been talking about in the previous podcast, everything you write about in the book. It was all there. And it was great to hear somebody uh, with his experience, not only his journalistic and financial experience, but with his life experience, echoing a lot of the things that we've discussed previously. And, of course, it's given us a new challenge, David. What's that? sexy into financial planning. <laughs> exactly. Oh, are we up to the I shall, challenge? I shall come in a tutu next week. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. <laughs> right. Um, so a, a few things I'd like to pick up on that, uh, yeah. that, 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 that took me out. Well, he said your book is enlightening. I mean, that's a nice word as well. well he, was, he was effusive in his praise. And I, I, from a guy of his experience, the phrase lightness of touch is now my screensaver. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lovely thing for him to say. Yeah, and a few other things he said. We forget the personal in personal finance. His his comments about personal finance to the press was really interesting. Uh, one of the truisms about money is that whatever, if you read a tip that says this has been the best buy fund of the last year, I will guarantee you that won't be the best buy fund for next year. Hmm. And yet that is tends to be the focus. It's on products, it's on funds, and it's not about how money can make you happy. And it was very interesting for him to be so honest about the focus of financial journalism it tends to be all about that product, not about life and happiness. That's right. He said it's not a sexy enough subject to consider on an ongoing basis but he also accepted that that was a failing on behalf of financial journalists. And it's presumably led by the editorial approach of the paper and what people think they want to read. Um, but in actual fact, hopefully, there might be a bit of a change in that. I would just explain one little bit of jargon he used there, cash flow forecasting. I think that probably just deserves a, a moment or two. Cash flow forecasting is actually the first two chapters of the book, and it really is in very simple terms a spreadsheet. It's when you take all of your income and outgoings, all of your assets, and you project forward for the rest of your life. 
Um, we financial planners use it a lot and we use it to help people make decisions. It can be very sophisticated. The book helps people make a very simple one of their own. Um, so that just thought I need a bit of explanation when he said he's a big fan of cash flow forecasting. That's what he meant. Yeah, well, I've certainly done one of those with you or with Ian who works with you. And, and I found it hugely useful uh, in terms of just working out where my life is likely to go and what I need to do to get there. So it's something based on my personal experience that I would recommend if you've got the book go back and have a look at those two chapters you've got the basis there and obviously if people need a bit more information they can come and talk to you Chris they can there's some downloads from the website as well um, financial well-being also interesting was Jeff saying that he's chosen a career perhaps at odds with his own approach to money but in many ways I think he's got it absolutely right and of course who better to write about financial issues than someone who thinks so deeply about money and what money means to him and he clearly thinks about a lot of things as well. And I like some of the things that, that he considers have brought him well-being. I loved his notion of charity and uh, uh, giving to mad things that go beyond the norm as well. well he, he mentioned two of the things he's done. He's done many more things there. I mean, running 100 miles in the Himalayas for charity. Jeff has done some amazing things for charity. And, and, and he actually underplayed himself there. Uh, he really has been. a, a And he, he promotes other people doing things. I see him on Twitter all the time. So he's been brilliant for, for raising money like that. Yeah, well, having myself climbed to Everest Base Camp to raise money for charity, the notion of actually running 100 miles at altitude is, uh, I, if I were wearing a hat, I'd take it off to him. <laughs> uh, but what he also says is that that's made him far more complete an individual than he was 20 years ago. And he accepts that he's made mistakes in life, as we all do. Well, not you, Chris, you're perfect, obviously. <laughs> uh, but the rest of us make mistakes in life, but we learn from them. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and he'd become a sanguine and, and thoughtful character as a result of it. I suspect he probably was to begin with as well, but <laughs> even more so as a result of it. So it was great of him to share us, um, that time with us and his many years of experience. And actually, I hope he's learned a bit of something from reading the book, dare I suggest it as well. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if that's reflected in his writing yeah. going forward. So if any of you listening to the podcast have any thoughts about what Jeff has said, you know the usual ways to get in touch with us. And we'd love to hear your thoughts. So we'd Come and have a chat with us at Finn Wellbeing. We really want to have some Twitter conversation going on. We've got our website as well. You can send us an email. Contact details are there. Uh, this is about a two-way dialogue, so do keep in touch. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast. Mustn't forget that. Chris, I think we're done for today's podcast. Thanks very much for your time. Thanks, David. Jeff's chosen charity is the Brave Aid Trust, whose aim is to improve the life chances of children, young people and families by inspiring them to engage positively in their communities. To find out more about the Brave Aid Trust and how you can get involved, please visit www.brave.org.uk. If you want to be notified of upcoming podcasts, make sure you click the subscribe button. For more information on the topics discussed in today's podcast, and to purchase a copy of the Financial Wellbeing book, please visit www.finwell-being.co.uk. We'd love to hear your thoughts and ideas on financial well-being. You can send us an email at contact at financialwell-being.co.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at finwellbeing. Chris is Ovation Chris, and David is at David underscore Backwell. This has been an Ovation Finance production. Thanks for listening to the Financial Wellbeing Podcast. More interesting than you might think. Well, I know that it's hard and I know that it's tough and each thing you give me is just not enough. Forget your heart, it's your bank I want to break. <laughs>